Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jake. I'd like to welcome you to the 80th episode of the Black Ink Podcast. Now, you may notice by my look or the sound of my voice that I'm a little bit rough, and I'm going to give you a disclaimer from the get-go. I am a little hungover, but we're going to get to the story as to how that happened a little bit later on. I, uh, I'm hungover. I'm feeling fucking terrible. Uh, I'm not feeling terrible as in, and this might all tie into the hangover, so look, from the get-go, I'm going to apologize if it sounds like I'm just being super negative this whole podcast. That's not my intention. I just want to shed light on some things that I've been thinking about lately because I feel like I'm going a little bit crazy. So maybe just hear me out, just even if it's a point of, uh, what do you what do you call it, a comparison to how you're thinking or what you've been feeling, or maybe you've been feeling similar feelings and not really registering some subconscious thoughts you've been having. But <clears throat> look, all of this might just be the fucking total shame of being a man in 2022, which if you're a man in 2022, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. But basically, I have to start from the start so that, if uh, I feel like I'm going to say things that are inflammatory. So I just want people that are actually going to do the research and go back and listen to the whole podcast rather than take the little bits of information that I spit out as my opinion and supercut that against me. If you are going to do the research, here's a little bit of backing, okay? So my name is Jake Kerr, and obviously I have a business called Black Ink. Um, that's not really important at this stage. It's kind of like it ties into a little bit of the story that I want to tell. So I'm 29 years old. I was born in 1992. I was born in Victoria. And my whole life I've traveled, essentially my whole life, up until I was about, oh, now it sounds silly, up until I was about 10 years old, we traveled in a caravan, living in dongers, living in caravan parks and different houses and all the rest. We traveled all over the state of WA, pretty much. So I've seen heaps of shit before I was 10 years old. Then when I was 10, we moved here and we've lived here ever since. And then since in that time, since, you know, since I was 10, I've said since about 15 times. Uh, so in the past 19 years, I've done a lot of my own traveling as far as like going on holidays for myself. I lived in another country for close to a year for sport when I was 18 years old. Um, I've traveled to all over, all different parts of Australia just for sport. I've then traveled to all different parts of Australia just for recreation. And also all of my family lives in Victoria. So I'm constantly traveling backwards and forwards to Victoria. Um, And I've kind of always like, I've always felt a little bit outside of society. And I think that's just a human feeling. I don't think it's specific to me. I'm not saying woe is me because I don't feel like I'm a part of it. But I don't have the friends that I had in year one. You know, like I didn't grow up next door to the same people for five years. Uh, Sorry, I guess I did for five years when I was going through high school and shit. But I I don't have that like that feeling of knowing what it's like going around to your auntie's place on every Wednesday night because you you know every the whole family always gets together on Wednesday nights at your auntie's place like I I don't really have any of those experiences and the only memories that I do have of those experiences were like doing it through other people's families or when other families have kind of invited us in to do their tradition with them so and look again not a woe is me situation I'm simply stating the background that I've had so we can better make use of the information that I'm going to bring up later on so One thing that I've always had through like moving and having to make new friends all the time is being able to see like characteristic types, you know, and it's not one of those things where I go like, oh, that's that sort of person, that's that sort of person. It's more so when someone does a particular action or behavior or they say something, being able to relate that back to how they were raised. Because the thing that you get when you move around a lot is you understand that like, oh, so the people in Port Hedland, they don't complain about the weather. It's a joke to them, okay? 40 degrees comes like 100 days a year or 200 days a year. 
every fucking year always has always will so they don't talk about the temperature right it's a very easy example to make compared to someone who's maybe down in Bunbury and a 32 degree day hits and all they can talk about is the weather right so that's a, that's an example of conditioning based off where you live okay so you can start to understand that if you're born in one spot and you're traveling through your life through time in a vertical manner and you stay in the spot that you were born you kind of have a cone around you protecting you from all the outside information of the world you kind of get like tunnel vision as to what you know what you believe and look i understand we have the internet these days so people have these different access to information they have these different venues of being able to learn different things and also find echo chambers where there's other people who think like them and therefore they get this false confirmation bias that they're actually right about something but instead they're just talking to other people who believe the same thing so they strengthen that idea and they keep going forward right and the one thing that I've learned as a traveler, seeing this and being exposed to these different sorts of people that are very locked into their thinking. I mean, one thing to mention is that you notice the majority of people are like this and there's a few outliers. The thing that I relate to with those outliers and the thing that I feel deep within myself is I'm not part of any clique or clan or society or community or whatever it might be, but I also know nothing at all. Okay. So there's actually that false sense of security that comes in being born in one spot and staying there your whole life because you feel like you know everything because you do, right? The parts of the map that you've unlocked in your head of the world, you know very well. You've been to all the different areas in, in your little fucking population group. You've been to the north, you've been to the south, you've never been way up to the city, but that doesn't matter. That's not in my thing. So you do know everything, right? But when you've been exposed to that, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that. You're surrounded by people who know everything, only about their area, only about the things that they know. And then you start to realize like, oh, that person actually knows fuck all. That person is just resting on their beliefs and their ideology until the day that it doesn't work for them. And 99.9% .9 of the time, that's a person's entire life, right? Now, there's nothing wrong if you have these false senses of like understanding what's going on, because as I said, you live a perfectly awesome life. Every now and then you have an argument with someone like me. It's just like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? And you're like, no, nah, man, two strokes are better than four strokes. That's what it's all about. You don't know shit. Power ban is life, baby. And that's fine. If you're that guy, be that guy. Be that guy and as much as you possibly fucking can. Because if the rug gets pulled from under you, guess what? Now you're nobody. You're not even that guy not knowing anything. You're nobody. Because you realize all the shit you thought was worth nothing and all the shit you're going to learn is probably false as well. Right? Now, push that to one side. When I was a boy, I thought to myself, oh, this is an honest, honest piece of information about me. I thought to myself, I don't get much out of listening to music. I remember thinking like, okay, so what is music? I had nothing to do with music and songs and all the rest outside of mum and I singing a song together, you know, driving down the, the fucking road in her SS playing some ABBA or, or fucking Offspring or something really loud. And I understood that there was some sort of connection. She knew the words, I knew the words, we'd sing it together. But realistically, it was just three minutes of a bunch of sounds put together and people yelling to it, you know what I mean? And it sounds nice. I didn't really kind of get what was going on. So on a fundamental level, I accepted music, but I never really like embraced it you know what i mean like it was like oh cool it's a part of my and i will admit right now that music is a massive part of my life now okay because people change they learn they progress they get better okay and i'm not saying that accepting music makes you better i'm just saying that humans do change that's something that we have to accept within ourselves and also in, in someone else 
You know, so you can't hate someone for something they did three years ago because they're probably a totally different person now, right? So with the music thing, I was like, I don't want to listen to music. I would like to listen to people talking. I would like to listen to people having conversations about things that I'm interested in. And little did I know, was I having a revolutionary fucking thought that was actually going to be such a major part of not just my future, but the world's future, right? Conversations recorded and listened to by other people, whether they be a three minute conversation or a three hour conversation, are going to become the most influential pieces of anything in my life, right? That's not important. So what I did was I went forward kind of always having this thought in the back of my mind that like I like listening to the radio shows where they talk about uh, you know like you have Dr. Carl on ABC radio Thursday mornings at 11 o'clock and you can call up and ask him any science questions that's fucking awesome but then they ruin it by putting songs in between the questions and you're like how about we just have Dr. Carl for a whole hour of answering questions just conversation backwards and forwards now when I came across or when I heard of Joe Rogan, and I think this is one of those things like I didn't hear of Joe Rogan through Fear Factor. I didn't hear about him through UFC. I didn't hear about him through fighting. I didn't hear about him through stand-up comedy. Nothing, right? I found Joe Rogan on like a fucking whim. I had a friend who was listening to Rogan. He's like, man, you wouldn't believe these guys. They just get on camera and smoke bongs and start talking about whatever they want. And it just goes off on these wild tangents. And I'm like, finally, like this is before I was even into drugs. Like, I'm not saying that I'm into drugs now, but this is when I was straight laced, fucking didn't drink, do drugs, nothing, you know, like only masturbated to fucking completely straight missionary sex, like just a real, you know, you know what I'm saying. So when I found Joe Rogan, it was a, it was something like it went from feeling like I had no, okay, let's start this from scratch. Rogan at the time was a man who was close to who was closer to my dad's age than my age, right? The first thing that Rogan really opened up my eyes to is there can be people who are in my dad's generation who are incredibly smart, not just academically. And that's really important because a lot of my value that I give myself is that for the longest time I didn't have any success in the schooling system, so I didn't advance through it. But I knew there was something in me whether it was some sort of unfound skill or ability or it was just a, a deep passion to be able to do something really well for a really long amount of time, whatever it was. I knew there was something different in me, but there was, it was valueless because I couldn't identify it. It didn't give me anything to grab onto. So when I started listening to Rogan, I was like, hang on, regardless of whether he's making money, fucking bitches, doing anything crazy, this guy is giving me a sense of like, I can aim to be like him when I'm older. I can aim to be this guy who can have great conversations. I can be this guy who like creates a world around him because that's the thing, the, the more I started listening to him, I realized that he had all these friends on there. They were part of this bigger community that at the time they were kind of not knowingly growing this monster that was the whole podcast comedy world taking over the, the fucking, I don't want to say TV or industry or anything, but taking over kind of like the media attention industry, right? So as I started to, and like he got smart people on, he had silly people on, he had such a vast range of people. So it wasn't just the fact that he was like being a smart person. It was, it was the idea that he was talking to people who were essentially like my IQ and then triple my IQ. And it wasn't he was just getting information out of them. It's that they were responsive to him, right? Now, I come from a very fucking middle class, you know, worker bee 
family sort of like bloodline. We we're we're hard workers, all of us. My family side, my mother's family side are hard workers, same as my dad's side. So as far as like what would I like critically thinking, semi-academic knowledge, or even just the ability to critically critically think things outside of your kind of you know box of life that was the thing that i was starting to see was a possibility for me through rogan and this is a time when it's you know it's really hard to fucking compare times from then to now because technology is so efficient and fast and right there and in your hand and good to go so when i was like this age it was more i you know you had to like some of the podcasts i remember would skip every like two minutes or three minutes it would stop for a few seconds and then you know buffer and then keep playing and this is when it was just audio listening to it through fucking headphones and i remember at this time as well i was starting to well not starting to i'd already been kind of into the youtube rabbit hole phase of going into the whole conspiracy theory like you know what what's the go with 9-11 what's the go with sandy hook and then i come across that documentary which i think is now on netflix but back in the day you used to have to download it to a fucking bit torrent or get it off another conspiracy theorist friend it's that um oh it's the documentary that is escaping my mind if i remember it, i'll put it in the description i'll probably remember it before the episode's done um and it's got three parts to it and it covers religion money and war and basically this is like for most people this is the first baby steps of being a conspiracy theorist because it outlines basically how all of the money system and all of like the religion system and all of the war system is basically the three governing things of our life as humans right it gives you a little bit about the history of them where they come from how they're used to control how there's a few people controlling the majority of it we all know the narrative fucking wank 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 okay so when i had all of these things starting to like pull together you're like okay so it wasn't just the fact that i was listening to joe rogan or just the fact that i was kind of starting to understand and like when i when this topic of being a conspiracy theorist i'm probably uh, like it feels wrong when i say that organically because i'm not a conspiracy theorist as much as i am a, a sourcer of information i like to try and find as many pieces of information on one topic that i can not so that I can have a decision or I can have an opinion, but just so that I know like what the fuck is on offer, right? And I think one thing that I, I picked this up really early, like in, in, in probably like mid-teens, I remember saying to myself, like, nobody told us in school what the fuck is going on, okay? No one said what's going on. They just started the lesson with maths and English and society and environment and woodwork and bullshit that doesn't matter. Nobody told us what the fuck is going on, okay? Nobody sat me down. I know this sounds silly when I say it out loud. It's like, oh, Jake, you want someone to do this? But listen to what I'm saying. It sounds silly that we don't do this as a standard to our children, right? No one sat me down and said, right, oh, Jake, the year is fucking whatever, 2008, okay? Now, so far, as humanity, we have figured out so many things, right? But in the vast majority, the vast fucking landscape of things that we can figure out, we have barely scratched the surface, right? The one thing that we know about humans is that they like to get more efficient. They like to get better. They like to get bigger and do things. They like to get bigger. They like to get smaller. They like to get faster, right? So the thing that we always do is we get a little bit better every year we go along, right? So every generation, we're taking these massive leaps forward in innovation, right? So 
the add-on to that would then be right at this moment the thing that is moving the fastest is this thing called technology and we're in what's called the technology era right so you'll look around you and see that like see uh for example a really easy example is that computer over there the screen and the box the thing that you know takes a couple minutes to turn on and you can write word documents and print it out and all the rest that didn't exist that long ago okay that didn't exist at all and before actually the typewriters that had the thing the arms that came up and put the letter on the page before that there was no typewriter there was people just writing and that was like three generations ago that was like your dad's life three of them ago okay so you can start to imagine that in your lifetime you have the opportunity you have the potential to get more efficient to give back to humanity uh, humanity to continue that progress you can be a part of that and your job as a human is exactly that nobody told me what the fuck is going on so i came in here shooting into the fucking into the sky just hoping for the best like how's that fair i feel like as a human to start the race you need to know what the race is all about right so coming into this i realized okay no one told me what's going on i need to figure out what's going on okay and when it comes to the things that you like that that are just for some reason they're so naturally attracted to you so for me it was things like hey two planes flew into buildings in my lifetime and apparently that's never happened before right apparently this is like a really big deal it's the first time no one really knew how to respond to 9-11 because it was so catastrophic it was so unique in fucking horrific essence that we couldn't properly understand what it was and as a kid who was watching it on a tv this big while we lived in a fucking caravan park like it made no sense like i couldn't comprehend why it was on every single fucking news channel so of course for years later i'm gonna have a deep lust trying to figure out what the fuck that was right and then it so happens as soon as you stop watching the tv and start scratching just a little bit under the surface, you start to see all these things. Now look, I, this isn't a podcast that's gonna to lead to me saying that 9-11 was an inside job. I don't fucking know what 9-11 was, okay? I wasn't even there. I wasn't even in the country. I know no one who got affected by it, okay? I don't even know if it fucking happened, okay? So that's where I sit with 9-11. But as an example of something that I was starting to get into these YouTube rabbit holes, I was starting to find out, hey, there seems to be this massive community of people that really believe that this wasn't the case or that this is why, you know, what, why isn't this question answered? Why was this covered up? Rah, rah, rah. And also, let's take into account these echo chamber situations where they all believe they're right because they're all surrounded by other people who think they're right, okay? But at that point, I still hadn't quite made that leap into understanding what an echo chamber or confirmation bias or any of that was. So, stick with me. I continued to listen to Rogan. I continued to listen to Rogan for so long that I started to see contradictions in what people were saying about each other in particular fields, right? And it wasn't something that happened all the time, but I start, started to understand that even the smartest people in the world, these experts in these fields or these particular areas, they can believe that other people in their area are wrong. But they're both experts but they both dedicated their whole life to this. So now we start to understand on a base level that while people do know what they're talking about when it comes to experts, people don't know what they're talking about. And sometimes this can be as simple as knowing what they're talking about, 
having all the right intention for the delivery of the piece of information, but it just not falling correctly, the dice landing on the wrong fucking numbers and the wrong words come out of their mouth. It might just be two words back to front, then all of a sudden the world shifts just a little bit because they get a new piece of information that they receive differently than what it was intended from this expert. So, I started to see that, okay, cool. There's information out there. There's false information out there. There's information out there that isn't necessarily false, but it's not right. And there's information out there that is both false and true. So, now we're working in kind of a muddy playground, you know? When I, this is before the whole fake news, this is before Donald Trump, this is back when the world had integrity, you know? Actually, I think at this point, Australia had been through, like we went through that little spat where we had like 15 prime ministers in two weeks. And so I'm not gonna say it was perfect, but I like to think the world, as the world having integrity back when Barack Obama was like giving beautiful speeches, you know? It was like, yeah. It's weird that I, I see the world's fucking stability on who the American president is, but truly is the leader of the free world. I may have just like, I, I feel like saying that there is probably fucked what I'm gonna say later on as well for the, for the diehard people who, who wanna take apart what I'm saying, you know? But it is what it is. Mm. I mean, then Sandy Hook happened and I remember I mean, one of the craziest thing was like, and again, I don't know anything. I wasn't there. I didn't see it happen. I didn't have a kid that was shot. It's unfair for me to have a comment on anything. But again, for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to have the conversation. When that happened, all of a sudden, there were these accusations coming out that there were people involved that were paid actors. Now, whether or not all of them were, or some of them were, or one of them was, if there is one person in that situation being paid to act a particular way to help whatever cause, whether it be the media, the parents, the shooter, the fucking neighbours, whatever it is, there is something going on there. Now, especially if that person is working for the government, okay? Now... The Sandy Hook thing was such a like, and I think even now, that dude, who whoever he is, is that, was that Alex Jones got involved in that? I think it might have been like, I think the thing that came out of that was like, sure, don't trust everything, but also don't attack, you know? And at this point, I was starting to realize, actually, actually, there's a little thought in there I can maybe tie in. I've always felt like you're allowed to like be strongly opinionated and all the rest, but you have to understand that time only moves one way. You know, I was very aware when I was a young man, you know, probably going through school and that age where all your mates are starting to, you know, finger girls and do all the rest. And I was like, cool, still haven't done the first kiss thing and all the rest. So, but I did realize one thing that the girls... I shouldn't just say girls because it was also the guys now I think about it. The girls and guys that did a lot of fucking and a lot of fingering, people knew about that and that information didn't go away. And luckily, this was before people would put shit like that on the internet. You know, this was before people would publicly post uh, that of themselves on the internet. This is back before chicks would fucking actively wear tops with no bras and get hard nipples and then take a photo and then put it on Instagram. This is way before that, okay? So the thing about that information was that information stuck to them in a way that the only way that information would get off them is if enough time passed and people forgot about it. So I was like, okay, 
this sex thing, because obviously, you know, sex is a very taboo subject, and especially the younger you are, the more taboo it is. So it was an example of, I have to be careful in what I do. I have to be careful in what I say, because these things can stick to you. And then the image of how other people see you in their mind can differ, okay? And the one thing that we knew, like Gregory, who bought in some pencils one day into school, right? And then for some reason, Liam came up with the catchy fucking name for Gregory is Gregory's Colors Forever. Greg was instead known as Gregory's Colors. He, he was a changed person in my mind because of, he brought in some pencils one day, you know? And that's the fucked part about like, you can be jaded in someone else's opinion of you for something that you unintentionally did, okay? Like, if you met me for the first time in this t-shirt, you'd be like, the guy dresses like a fucking, like a, like a, you know, on holiday drug dealer in Miami or something, you know? And I get that. I understand that. But the point that I'm making is, I learned very quickly that if you're going to have an opinion about something, that may be the thing people remember you for forever. And you're only 15, Right? So if you want to be the kid who wants to stand by something and all the rest and the thing, like there's a few things that you hear from adults all the time when you're a young man. One thing you hear from older men all the time is fuck as many girls as you can. Uh, and another thing you hear is you're really like, you'll understand when you get older, you'll get you, this will make sense when you get older. So obviously at a very subconscious level I was understanding that there must be a lot that I don't get at the moment because I'm being warned about a lot of things that are going to make sense later on and what would you know they were fucking right okay so let's start to pull all this information together there's heaps of information out there there's misinformation there's people who think they're right and they're wrong there's people who are right and they're still wrong there's people who are right and they are right there's me I don't know anything right there's things happening in the world that are of <coughs> catastrophic nature that are literally killing thousands of people and they may be happening for the wrong reason. As in, it's not one country attacking another country, it's a country attacking itself for the sake of financial benefit or something. Maybe, okay? The idea is out there. And the fact is, if that is true, then what else in the vast history of humanity has been the same, okay? And what else in the vast history of humanity has been documented however the fuck the person in control wanted it documented and is now a tale that we know but never fucking happened that way. Okay? And then on top of that, Gregory's Colors is now always going to be known as a guy who brought in some pencils one day at school. Okay? Still now, to this day. So, what does this all kind of put together? Well, it puts together that you're allowed to do a lot of thinking and you really don't have to do much speaking, okay? To, and this is the cool thing. You kind of bundle that all up into like a, a, you know, what would you call it? An enthusiastic, uh, passionate, you know, fast-growing teenage boy turning into a young adult, into a man. 
you get someone who's really passionate about learning as many things as they can in as many areas and not necessarily being an expert in any of them, but being an expert and being able to learn and unlearn and relearn and learn new things you don't want to know about and having conversations you don't want to have so you can get new information that you don't even know why it's important yet. Okay? You get this person who gets themselves in situations because they know that even though the situation might not be desirable at that moment, later on, at the very least, they'll have a cool story to talk about and maybe they'll have something they can teach someone else, right? And not that that's important, that's just like an added benefit. That's like a little sprinkle on top of like, fucking there you go. So, I don't know. I guess I just... I realized quite young that the rug had been pulled out for me and I've talked about that a fair bit in the podcast, especially in the earlier episodes. And that rug being pulled out for me was constantly relearning that you don't know anything, you know? And I had such deep belief that the world wasn't how we saw it all the time. The world, the world how we saw it was in fact a creature comfort that our mind, it's like a comfort uh, filter that our mind puts on what our eyes see so we can better negotiate what we're doing because if we knew the truth of the world, we'd barely be able to open our eyes. But I march forward because I realized even then when nothing was going on for me that there was some sort of path somewhere that if you found that path, whether regardless of if it was for you or for someone else, you can have some extreme situations in your life that are going to be interesting, if not super fun, you know, and like, for example, one of those paths might be, you know, if you figure out a business, you can be really rich. And if you're really rich, you can do things that people can't do without the money that you have. You know, you can drive a nice car, you can live in a nice house, you can have a lovely lifestyle. You can buy your partner beautiful things. You can buy another dog if you want another dog. You know, you can have these experiences if you go down that path. And there's this, you know, these other paths, you know, so like for example, there's there's the path of, you know, if you do enough MDMA, you can talk to God, you know? <laughs> like, I guess it's not like the best path, but it is one of those, like, that is a path that if you find it, you can you can have amazing experiences and, and, and so on and so forth. But with that said, I just obviously continued doing what I was doing and Black Ink did what it was doing. And what the fuck? Oh yeah. I go through my 20s and I think on top of this as well, like I had a pretty hectic sport life. And at the time, between the ages of 10 and 19 or 18, I wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm a fucking athlete. I'm this and that, the other. I was, but inside I felt like an imposter. Now I look back on it, like in those eight years, I did so much comprehensive learning surrounding like mentally conditioning my mind so that I could not only handle difficult situations physically, but handle, handle difficult situations mentally, like not wanting to be in a particular race or not wanting to fly because you know you've got to go to China for a race or you've got to go to New Zealand for a race or you've got to go to Holland for or Germany for a race and it's like having to get over like okay I am someone who flies all the time I need to fucking accept that my life is out of my control when I'm in this fucking tube going through the sky at a thousand kilometers per hour it is what it is we got to fucking do it you know and then moving forward you come to be an adult and I had all these like tools, I guess, that 
not people don't have, but like people were never exposed to, so they didn't really realize. And this is before podcasting or Joe Rogan was a thing, you know? Like I was, I remember I met someone else who listened to Rogan on my coffee van once, and this is like two or three years into having the coffee van. And it was this American chick. And she's like, oh, you listen to Rogan? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, you listen to Rogan too? She's like, yeah, every episode ever. And I was like, same, every episode ever, which at that point was true. I listened to every episode. I went back and listened to all the original ones, every single episode. And it was like a novelty because I met someone else who listened to Joe Rogan. So I continued to listen to Joe Rogan, getting all these different opinions and all the rest. And obviously, you know, every now and then you listen to something on Rogan, which will then force, not force you, but kind of twist your arm into learning heaps more about it in your own time and vocationally being excited about that thing, you know. And obviously a lot of people found jujitsu, bow hunting and fucking camping and all the rest through listening to Joe Rogan. But pretty much all I did was I continued to try and learn, you know. I continued to try and be a brilliant man. Like that's... the what I'm talking about there is tied into the essence of being a brilliant man. And to summarize what I'm trying to say right now, I was on that journey of trying to be a brilliant man. Okay. And I still am. Nothing has changed. I'm just, this was all the backing that I, I need you to understand where I'm coming in from a point of saying, I don't fucking know. I a hundred percent don't know. Okay. I appreciate that. But also I'm curious, I'm stubborn and I think critically. I try not to think emotionally, okay? I try and keep myself logical rather than being tied into, you know, having a human opinion of it, you know? I just want to have a scientific black and white knowledge of what's going on, okay? So, today's the 27th of January, 2022. Yesterday was the 26th of January, which is... This is already the problem, okay? This is already the problem that I want to talk about. It's Australia Day, okay? So for my 29 years of, for the 28 years of living I've done before this year, it's been called Australia Day. And look, I understand there's a few people with fucking hairy armpits and dirty feet that want to say, oh no, but you know, we were arguing for it not to be called that or something for years before. Okay, you know, like, okay, cool. I went to post something yesterday on Instagram and it's a really cool art collab that I had with a designer, right? And at the beginning of the day, I was like, hey man, all good if I post this? He's like, go for it. And then he messages back two hours later and he's like, you haven't posted it yet, just don't tag me in it, okay? When you do post it, don't tag me in it. And two hours later, it was, hey man, I see you haven't posted it, just can you, just don't post it because obviously it's my style and people are going to know it's me and rah, rah, rah. And I was like, sure do, but why is that? And he goes, man, just because of this whole like invasion day thing and like in the arts community, it's a real big deal and all the rest. And oh, okay then. Well, it must be another day. It must be another day of the fucking year. What is that, Melbourne Cup Day? Oh, oh, horses. Oh, horses die on Melbourne Cup Day. Oh, I love horses. Oh, horses. Oh, it's Australia Day. Oh, this isn't our land. Oh, oh. Like, honestly, 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 this is just what I experienced through going through my town yesterday, like, and seeing what I saw on social media and the whole fucking experience. It seems to be a lot of white people worried about it. Like, I am not at all taking away from whatever the fuck you are defending, but it seems to be this is something that white people are doing to fucking virtue signal their way into some sort of club, okay? And the fucked part about it is no one knows what the club is. They're doing it to impress people that don't give a fuck about their opinion. 
okay? And this is the same with horse racing, okay? We're going to use horse racing as a, as, as a bit of a comparison here, okay? Because you can see on Melbourne Cup Day, everywhere, as soon as the fucking sun's up, people are like, oh, this horse cruelty and fucking, did you know last year they had to put down three horses and like one horse, his heart exploded and came out his mouth. That's all because of horse racing. Like, where the fuck are you the other 364 days of the year? Huh? You just praying hell hard, like, please look after the horses. I love horses so much. Or do you wake up the day after Melbourne Cup with a fucking hangover and no memory of ever posting that? Hmm. Because if you put a post up or if you shared something or if you liked some shit or if you commented a thumbs up on any of that change the day, change the date, fucking wank fest, then please continue the journey today. I need you to make sure that you're bashing down the doors of whoever the fuck is stopping them from changing the date. Okay? I don't even give a fuck what Australia Day is about. I don't give a fuck what most of the days are about. And to be honest, you don't give a fuck what they're about. Do you know what they're about in modern society? Having a day off work. Having a public holiday. Reason to drink piss to go watch the fireworks, to go buy some bullshit bubbles and fucking snap light up sticks that your kids don't need, okay? It's a holiday to spend money. And you're wasting your energy and breath worrying about the fucking red tape of it. Like, I get it. I understand what you're saying. But understand that when you tie yourself to something like this politically and so strongly, you must ask yourself, what is this for? What is this achieving? Am I pulling pain out of people who are pained right now? Or am I filling this room that I'm in full of hot, stinky air? What are we doing? Right? So it's Australia Day, or it's fucking the day of celebration that we do on the 26th of January every year. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. Change your date, change the name, fucking put Triple J Hottest 100 on fucking Halloween for all I care. It doesn't matter, right? Because even putting Triple J a week before it, we're five years off people having a fucking problem with that for some reason. Oh, you can't put it a week before. That's my grandma's birthday. I'm offended. My chest hurts. Just fuck off. Just fuck off with your cuck bullshit, right? I go through town yesterday on my push bike. Now, because I was exercising on my push bike, I didn't have to wear a face mask, okay? Because everyone knows that the virus fucks off as soon as you start exercising. As soon as you start breathing heavily and increasing the temperature in that throat there, baby, that virus is gone, okay? So I'm riding around a bunch of people that have face masks on, okay? First question is, do we know if those face masks do anything? And look, this is one of those things where I I get it. I understand. I can hear you yelling at me now, okay? I know on Nine News they said that the, the virus would go away if we just wash our hands and wear a mask. But I'm asking you, you, okay, with what you know about the situation, does the mask do anything? Okay, well, 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 before you answer, actually, have you done any research about the mask? Have you, do you know if the mask works, okay? And if the mask does work, do you even have the terminology to explain to me how it works? Do you know how viruses are transmitted? And more specifically, do you know how this virus is transmitted? Beyond that, do you know, like, if you did get the virus, what you could do about it? 
Okay, okay, right. Have you, washing your hands or using hand sanitizer, how does that stop the spread of the virus? I want you to explain. I don't want some verbatim shit from the lovely lady on Nine News who's, hello, and today on. I don't want any of that. I want the stuff that you've researched for yourself, okay? Do you know why? And you're, I, I know what you're thinking. You're going to say because you think that I'm going to say because I've done the research and here's the answers. The answer is that I don't fucking know, okay? But I do know one thing, and this is from years of wearing a mask when I didn't have to for jobs that actually require you wearing a mask, okay? People who work in mining know this, but some truck drivers know what I'm talking about, okay? Wearing a mask is hugely uncomfortable and does not work at all if you have any facial hair, okay? Now, with that being said, the information that I have going into this situation is I am happy to wear a mask if it is 100% necessary and does the job that it's intended to do, right? And I can hear the people, the fucking blue blood blowing out their ears saying like, it doesn't stop the transmission, it slows it down. Like, okay, okay, still uncomfortable, okay? And still doesn't make sense if I don't have to wear one while I'm exercising or if I have a beverage in my hand, right? Right, okay, cool. So. Moving forward, I'm going through, I'm riding my push bike, and I'm surrounded by a good percentage of Bunbury's population enjoying the Skyworks as they do every oh, uh, 26th of January, almost at Australia Day then. <laughs> so these people are all outside, right? And I'm not even going to say social distancing, but they're being humans and not being next to each other, you know? Because we don't live in China, we have heaps of space around us and people so naturally and organically make use of that space around them and don't sit right next to people, okay? Some people that they do sit close to are people that they're involved with, you know, like their families, okay? And strangely enough, people are wearing masks, okay? So just to, just to really like whew, break down what's going on, we're out in the fresh air. You could not be any more in the open. And because these people are, you know, in a congregated area, you know, the government has told them to wear masks. So people are wearing masks. Okay. And that's awesome. But most of these people guessing little rough estimate, haven't done their own independent research, have no idea what's going on and are wearing a mask because they were told to. Okay. And again, I'm not saying that they're wrong or that there's any problem here, but what I'm saying is there's a whole lot of not even misinformation. There's a whole lot of no information. There's one stream of information that comes in through people's fucking bottleneck of their mainstream media and bullshit newsfeed on their stories, which is just their mainstream media on social media platforms telling them the same narrative over and over and over and over. And of course, all these people, they line up at the little water dribbler feed thing of their hamster cage and go like, oh, I need to wear a mask. I need to get vaccine. I need to, oh, I need to make sure that I wash my hands. Oh, don't look people in the eye because the virus can travel through eye contact now. Oh, there's another seven variants on the way. Oh, we're going to need more lockdowns. Oh, we can't let people in the state anymore. Oh, my brother turned gay because he got coronavirus. Okay? Just lapping up whatever the fuck gets spat at them. Okay? all good all good right so i just do my thing i go to the pub i put a mask on 
I walk in, I pull it down to order my drink and they're like, because they couldn't understand me because I've got a beard and it's loud and they're wearing a mask as well. So I pull my mask down and I say, can I, get a, can I get a cause light? Can I get two cause light for me and my friend? They said, yeah. They give me a beer and I put my hand around that beer. Bang, the virus is gone. I take my mask off. I'm a free man. While there is liquid in this cup, I'm a free man, according to the mainstream media. So, walk down to the table and I look around and there's people everywhere wearing masks outside, obviously, because that's the rules. We've got to wear masks, okay? And only wear left-hand shoes. We're only allowed to wear left-hand shoes, okay? That's the new rule. It helps stop coronavirus. It doesn't stop it, but it slows it down. So if you could, get rid of all your right-hand shoes and just get second lefts and just wear left-hand shoes because it actually, it actually flattens the curve. It slows it down. It's not scientifically. It doesn't make sense scientifically, but it actually does, okay? So even... And also, no laces. Coronavirus just attaches to laces so rapidly no laces left hand shoes only mask up all good so i'm looking around i'm thinking wow you know wow look at this owen wilson wow i remember when i got my mobile phone for the first time i was like 14 years old and i had this little fucking brick nokia and it had a black and white screen it had the buttons on it and i was like man this is cool like i better make the most of it because when i don't have it anymore i'll be like oh man remember when i had that remember when i had that I didn't realize at the time that it was never going to leave my hand. The only thing that would change is the phone itself, but that action would never stop happening from that day forward, right? A lot of people now don't have that experience. They don't, they never had that experience, right? They don't remember getting a mobile phone for the first time. The kids of today's generation were born with a mobile phone in their hand. Their first memories are going to be on screens. The information that they receive in their whole life 98% of it is going to come from that screen, right? The thing that I had looked around at last night was a harrowing reality that this will never change. Regardless of how effective or how useful these masks are, that's never going to change. And they just asked us to do it and we did it. Right? And as of next week, I can't go back to that pub. I can't go to any pub. I can't go to a bottle I don't know how long it's gonna be before I can't go to Woolworths, okay? And this is all because they told us. Like, how many doors am I not gonna be able to walk into next week because they decided to have a rule that for a virus that in reality most of us if, if we got it we'd be fine like the overwhelming majority of us would be fine okay the vaccine is the vaccine I can't have an opinion on that I simply can't we live in a world of knowing deliberate misinformation on a mass scale we know that there are not only people but government cooperations who have directed energy purely at creating and distributing misinformation in any way possible okay now there is this thing out there this virus that 
we're led to believe is some deadly virus that's going to wipe out the majority of the population. There's nine cases in Bunbury. Like, how many deaths have we had? How many deaths from things that are really killing people happened in the time we've spent worrying about this thing that I'm not saying won't kill people, but I'm saying people are going to die. People are going to die with all of these things. We have had a massive, massive overreaction to a fairly moderate thing. The world has turned inside fucking out and people at such a crazy pace are losing sight of what is actually going on, right? Because as of next week, I can't go into those pubs forever. It's the same as a mobile phone. I was looking around thinking, this isn't just like fucking wild at the fact that people are walking around with two thirds of their face covered. It's crazy that I can't even fucking sit here according to the law in a week's time. If this isn't the start of a dystopian future, what the fuck is it? What does a dystopian future look like if this isn't the beginning of it? I had nightmares last night of two things. You know how nightmares are more elements than they are real situations? I was dealing with fucking idiots and losing my control. I was losing control of my own life and I was relying on people who couldn't critically think for themselves to make decisions. I had to walk them through the most basic of things to make sure that it got done. I'm struggling to see a positive outlook on the future. I thank God that I have black ink so I've got something that I can stay focused and passionate on because if I had a job that I didn't like, I would spend too much time just manifesting all the negative energy because that's all this fucking world is at the moment. And instead of having conversations about it, we're arguing with each other. Which means, at a fundamental level, we don't even have ourselves anymore. Families are being torn apart because of opinions on a fucking vaccine that isn't even a vaccine. Right? People aren't willing to listen anymore because they've got friends online that they've never met that share the same opinions with them, so why would they need you? I don't know what the point of the podcast is. I just wanted to say how I'm feeling because I feel like, as much as I don't want to say it, I feel like I'm surrounded by fucking idiots. I feel like I'm surrounded by people who don't want to have the conversation. They just want to be told what to do next. And you know, I literally had someone from my dad's generation tell me, she said to me, you know what we did? We didn't ask questions. They said we needed a vaccine. We lined up, we rolled up our sleeve, we got the vaccine and we got back to work. And I understand that's what your generation did. But that doesn't make it right. That makes it something that you did. Okay? You should start asking why. Why? What's in it? Who's benefiting? Why all of a sudden now? What comes after this? Okay? So I'm not allowed in pubs next week. I'm not allowed in Woolworths next month. And shit. I rock up at the hospital with chest pains in three months time and they turn me away because I haven't had a vaccination. I'm a medical threat. Hmm. But I've spent, I've spent the majority of my adult life making sure that my body is ready for most situations. You know what I mean? Like I, I used to handle money and speak with the public every day for four years. And following that, I don't really ever get sick. 
I get food poisoning every now and then because your boy likes to eat shitty foods. But otherwise, I like to test myself sometimes just to make sure I'm all good. You know? Just to make sure you share a cigarette with someone who's got a cold, bring it on. Hey, even if I get the cold, it's only making me stronger. Okay? And now, because people that I've never met are making a decision about something that neither they nor I know nothing about, I have to suffer the consequences. Shit. This video will probably be shadow banned because I've said too many keywords that go against the narrative. Do we understand the problem here? The problem isn't the, the virus or the vaccine or anything. The problem is people are losing their ability to crit critically think. The problem essentially started about 50 years ago when the educational system was molded into this system of getting kids to understand that there is a structure to the day that every workplace follows. And if you're gonna be a good, suitable person in the workplace, you're gonna follow this structure, okay? Nowhere in my schooling was I taught how to be a badass fucking business owner and go out and try things and innovate and engineer things that you have no idea what they're doing and get yourselves into situations you have no idea how to get out of and be richer for the experience. Fuck no. You know what they taught me in, in school? To sit outside because I was too loud. To sit outside because I was too disruptive. What the fuck? What the fuck? Everyone else in there, oh, he's being too loud. Fuck, I better not be too loud. So yeah, can I go next, please? Yeah, I'll go. That's what they teach, right? And if you've got a question, who's got the answer? The teacher, right? The teacher, the teacher has the answer. What if you need to go do, do a wee? Oh, excuse me, can I go to the toilet? Off you go, right? Think about it. Think about it. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying that's the big fucking twist at the end. I'm just like, hey, dude, doesn't that make sense? You get taught to sit down, stand up, follow rules, shut the fuck up and go home at three o'clock. You do that just long enough until all that neuroplasticity inside, inside your brain starts to slow down. You start to become an adult. You figure out who you are, what character you're going to live for the rest of your life. You figure out whether you want to shovel sand or fucking fix pipes or play with electricity for the rest of your life. Pick your trade, go into it. You know what I mean? Find your missus, get yourself in enough debt that you really have to stay at work for the rest of your life. Fuck, maybe even have a kid because she's been hassling you because all her friends want a kid as well. Now you need the new Colorado. Critical thinking isn't, your, isn't in your agenda, baby. Critical thinking, bro, you can't even critically converse with someone. You are so tired. You are so drained of just living that if someone comes to you with the idea that this whole society this whole economic structure that we live within is a fucking shambles you'd be like well if that's the case then how come fucking you know so unfortunately with that i'm gonna close i'm gonna leave it there and look i'm sure you have an opinion on many things that i've said today i'm sure many people have many opinions on what i've said but in reality no one fucking cares. No one's really listening. They're just waiting for the things that agree with them to pop up so they can feel good for just a second. Someone else in the world who thinks what I think. This stranger on the internet wearing a beautiful shirt. Hmm? That's why I say be good to your mum. That's why I say that. Hey, what an interesting episode. I'm going to peel out. Thanks for listening. Yo! <laughs>